All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. So glad you're with me today. I, I could not wait to get over here today on Sunday morning and talk to y'all about a right now word. I'm, I'm excited today and I hope that what I feel inside I'm able to convey to you and that you catch the, this whole message. Again, let me just say to you, you know what? There's nothing wrong with going back and listening to this the second and third time. Sometimes I go back and listen to what I taught. <laughs> this may sound crazy, but sometimes when I listen to my own teaching, I get more revelation. I'm actually one of my favorite preachers. <laughs> I go back and listen. <laughs> that sounds egotistical, doesn't it? But that's the way the Spirit works. You hear something and it takes you off on another tangent. And sometimes with my own teaching, I, that happens to me. And I go, man, I wished I would have thought of that. I wished I would have thrown that in there because that's a good point. So even if uh, the teaching is mediocre, I have great confidence in the spirit of truth to take you into all truth. And this teaching could be just a springboard to get, get you to where God wants you to go. Which takes me to the scripture I want to start with this morning, which is 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12. I like this verse and I read it every once in a while now because I think it addresses right where we're at today. Peter says this. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 12. He said, for this reason I will not be negligent to remind you. He said, but I, I want to always remind you that you know and that you be established in the present truth. I love the last part of that verse he, where Peter says, I want you to know and I want you to be established in present truth. Now, present truth to Peter may not be what present truth is for us today. Present truth to me, and I, I don't know, maybe you could look at it more than one way, but present truth to me is the truth that the Father is emphasizing at any given time. There are things in, in 2019 that he's emphasizing. He's bringing to the forefront. And I want us to be mindful of it. I want us to be established. I want us to be very fixed, grounded, firmly secured in what the Spirit of God is telling us today. So let me give you in a nutshell. Can I do that? Let me, let me give you a cliff note version. For all of my digital cathedral viewers that have a short attention span that leave and go warm your coffee up or, you know, you're listening to me as you get out of the shower on Sunday morning. Here's what's going on in the earth. Here's the present truth. Here's what's going on in your life and it's particularly relevant because you are this first wave that is coming into the earth, bringing this reformation that is sweeping the earth. You're on the front edge of this wave. So I want you to understand be very mindful of what present truth is today. Are you ready? The Father is continuously moving you all the time, day and night. He's moving you through circumstances, through uh, revelation, through relationships. He's moving you out of every possible way of living by your soul. You know, by external forces. He's, he's moving you out of where you uh, are dictated to by what you see, what you feel, what you sense, what you 
hear on the news, what you read in the newspaper, what other people are saying to you that try to shape perceptions and reality, that's, that's soulish. He's moving you out of that. And he's moving you entirely, fully into living by spirit. Living by spirit. That, that knowing that you know that you know inside, right? He, he's moving you where you no longer are pulled by emotions and feelings. The way that it seems. The things that appear right. Or that are logical, necessarily. That make sense. He's moving you into... This place where you live moment by moment in a very responsive position to what he's saying and doing and what you hear him saying at that particular moment, all right? So this, this if you're not grounded in present truth, is going to be kind of a tough place to live because it knocks some of the props of the security that you've always depended on. A lot of us have got really good at living by the visible world. We, we've, we've gotten into the flow of the visible, how it seems, how it looks. We're very logical, we're smart, we're educated. We can work the system. He's starting to knock those props out and cut all of those bonds off of us. And he's moving us into a place where he says, I want you to hear what I, hear what I say and act. I want you to see what I do and respond. So no longer are we being pulled by emotions and feelings the way that we see or what seems right or logical. He's bringing us into this moment-by-moment moment response to what you see him doing and saying what you hear him say. So that means, that means, hang on, we're still talking about present truth. That means you're going to have to become very proficient at living by spirit out of the kingdom. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Let me just pull one of those old verses that you read many times as a good charismatic. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Let's see if we can pull something out of this. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. <clears throat> as many as are led by the Spirit of God, so who's, who's doing the leading here in your life? Is it your spirit or your soul? That's the question. If your soul is doing the leading, then yes, you will be led by your emotions. You will be led by appearances. That's soulish. But if you're a son of God, the word there is we ask, mature son. He's brought you into maturity. Every one of you that are listening on the Digital Cathedral, every one of you that watch this YouTube video, the reason you're watching it, the reason you're tuned in today, is because he's brought you to a level of maturity. And what he's doing today, the present truth that he's emphasizing, he's saying, look, as a mature son, there is a way for you to live, and it's live by spirit. And the other word that's key there is led. As many as are led by the spirit. Spirit doesn't drive you. The Spirit doesn't aggravate you. The Spirit doesn't intimidate you. The Spirit leads you very gently, very softly, very tenderly most of the time. So he takes, he takes mature sons. He takes weases. Mature sons aren't tossed about by emotions. They don't get all bent out of shape when things don't work right. Appearances don't move mature sons. They enter into a, a walk of spirit that is not restricted by time or distance. 
So the Spirit is active in your life. The Holy Spirit is active. Last week I talked to you about, can you hear me now? I talked to you about the fact that God's always talking. He's always speaking. And that He has grace on you, imparting a measure of faith, same measure that Jesus had, so that you're able to have confidence. What faith is, is a confidence, a bold confidence in that what God said he's all, He has already done. It's an accomplished fact. So we're led by the Spirit. Now, in verse 16 of chapter 8, it says, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. Now, in this case, he says it bears witness that we're the children of God. But that's, that's, a, that's a way of God right there. That is one of his ways. We're learning to live out of his ways. I, I taught on that last week. The way of God is for his witness to bear witness with your spirit. That is the only bond that you are to have. You know what a bond is? A bond is what connects two things together. He's cutting soulish bonds. He's cutting those connectors that maybe you had to people. He's cutting those connectors that maybe you had to doctrine. He's cutting that bond that you had that was self-righteous, that you felt... I'm, I'm good because I don't drink, smoke, chew. I don't, you know, all the Ten Commandments I keep. He's cutting, he's cutting that bond of self-righteousness. And the only bond now that he has is this bond that you're now being led by the Spirit because that's his way. And in verse 17 of that chapter, that he says in verse 16, that the Spirit of self bears witness with our spirit that we're the children... So he says, as a result of that, if you're led by the Spirit, the Spirit bears witness, then you know that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. So this is, this is where, this is kind of where he's taking us today, right? Now, if he's, if he's taking us and he's leading us by Spirit, he's got uh, a fullness of the kingdom that's available to us as much as the garden was to Adam, a fully finished work. I love the thought that when God put Adam into the garden, everything was ready and supplied. Adam did nothing. I equally like the idea that the kingdom that he's placed us in is a finished work kingdom. There's nothing more that we have to do to make it happen. All right? Now, if that's true, and we're to live out of the kingdom led by the Spirit, then you and I need to know where the kingdom is. Is it off yonder somewhere? Is the kingdom off in a sweet by and by that we enter into when we die? We need to know where the kingdom is and then develop big ears to hear and big eyes to see. We need to see what that dimension is, where it's located, then develop eyes that, that will enable us to see in that kingdom and ears to hear what is going on in that kingdom. And I kind of gave you a key here, didn't I, where it's at. Let's look at what Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Luke chapter 17, and let's put a fix on where this kingdom is. Luke chapter 17 and verse 20. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of, of God would come, they were looking for a visible king, manifestation of a kingdom. They were looking for an act of God to produce a kingdom. 
Jesus said the kingdom is not an act, it is a way. So Jesus said the kingdom does not come with observation. It is not a visible kingdom. So that tells me that you and I immediately now are going to have to learn to live out of an invisible place. He goes on in verse 21, he says, Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom is within you. So it's already there. It's already, it's already existed. So that means if, if we are going to be led by the Spirit, a witness of the Spirit with our spirit, that we're going to have to develop eyes for the kingdom, ears for the kingdom, that we're going to have to develop big ears to hear what goes on inside of us, and big eyes to see what goes on inside of us, so that we hear, we see, we perceive inwardly. So can you understand now the bonds that he's cutting off of you, those connectors, that connect you to uh, anything that produces fear, that connects you to other people, connects you to a church, connects you to fear, connects you uh, to a covering, connects you to a prophet. He's cutting those because he's placed within you a kingdom and he's developing eyes and ears within you to see and hear what goes on within that kingdom so that he might connect you to an eternal source that will meet every need that you have. So, you're going to have to shut down outside voices. Outside stimuli that create static on the spirit frequency. I talked about that last week, the HGF, the Holy Ghost frequency. Some of you are old enough to remember uh, radios that were not digital. When I grew up, I had a little red radio in my bedroom that my dad gave me for Christmas. And it had a dial on it. And on the dial were numbers like 9, 12, 16, 18... And it was just strictly AM. Back, back in the days before the glacier moved off of Michigan, we only had AM radio. So that was just a little AM radio. And so there was a station that I loved to listen to. It was Rock and Roll Station. It came out of Chicago. It was WLS, Chicago. I think it was 94.5 on the dial. So what I would do at night, I would lay in bed, I would turn my radio on. And it wasn't digital. You had to take the dial and you had to turn it to where you could finally get the frequency. And sometimes there would be all kinds of static that would come across on that dial. But if you would take the dial and move it just a touch, sometimes it would remove all of the static. All right? And so that's, that's kind of how life works. Our life is more like the old dial to where there's, you, you try to tune into the things of God and you hear static. But you know what? If you could just make sometimes a fine adjustment, just tune it a little more, you hear perfectly. So on Saturday night when Wolfman Jack was on, Wolfman Jack was the DJ back in, back in the 50s and the 60s. And some of you saw American Graffiti. You know Wolfman Jack. Oh, he would howl be Wolfman Jack. And everybody, we were cruising the gut in our car, car full of kids. We'd always be tuning into Wolfman Jack. 
right? And sometimes we have to play with that dial to get it just right. Some of us have so much static in our lives, we're not even near the frequency. We're not, we're, we're, we haven't even got the dial going yet. And we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. Now, for some of us, we just need a little fine-tuned adjustment, some things we need to cut off, some bonds he's cutting. And so we don't know what to do. We got all this static going on. We're not hearing. We think God doesn't speak, that there must be sin in my life. Uh, my faith is bad. So what do we do? We run after people to tell us what to do. We run after a prophet to give us a word to tell us a direction. And we're, we're, we're doing all of this stuff because we don't understand that the kingdom is within us. That you are a child that is led by a spirit connection. That you are an heir of God, a, a joint heir with Jesus. That it all is available to you. That he has taken you and you are special. You're special in his eyes. You're special in his sight. And he does not do for anyone what he won't do for you. I, I, I love what John said in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. 1 John 2 20 says that you have an anointing. And you know all things. Me? I know all things? Yeah, you absolutely do. What's required now is that you get the dial tuned just right. You get all the static out. He's taking you out of soul. Soul creates the static. Emotion, appearance, effects, all create static. He's snipping all those out of your life. And he's moving you. Here's what he's doing. He's moving you out of soul. He's translating you from the kingdom of darkness, the power of darkness, and he's moving you over into the kingdom of his son where there is no static. Now, I'm not here to tell you how to cut the static out of your life. But I am here to say that you need to listen in here. You need to see in here. This is where the kingdom is, in the very center of your being. And you, you need to practice it. Are you going to hit it right every time? No. This, this is a development. This is a journey. But let me encourage you about something. Step over the line and begin to do it. You'll not get yourself in a place to where he can't get you back out of. Don't be afraid that you're going to get off, off into something. You know, you feel like God's telling you, you don't want to do this and you do it. And, and then you go, oh, that, that wasn't him. Okay, you know what it doesn't sound like now. You just learned. He'll get you back where you need to be. You have a Holy Spirit GPS on the inside. And if you make a wrong turn... He'll say, in two days, make a U-turn and come back to where you were, and I'll direct you from there. But at some point, boy, I feel an anointing on this one. This is for somebody. At some point, you have got to begin to trust the Spirit of God that resides in you. You have to begin to say, I'm going to trust the one that lives in me. I'm going to stop trusting people. I'm going to stop getting a word. I'm going to stop getting counseling. I'm going to stop trusting what somebody else says. And I'm going to begin to rely on the spirit of truth that resides on the inside of me. And I'm going to cut the static out. Now I know what it was for me. I had to cut out some things. 
Because where I'm living right now, he's wanting to tell me more than I've ever known. But there have been things that have distracted me, I'll be honest with you. So I, he's cut those. Cut those out of my life. Static causes you to lose that spirit edge. It causes you to lose the focus. So when he cuts bonds from you, when he cuts those connectors, those unhealthy connectors, he's actually clearing your eyes and he's unplugging your ears. All right? That's the cliff note version, and I'm sorry if that cliff note version, short version, was long. <laughs> That's what he's doing in the earth today. That's what he's doing in your life. So let me unpack a little bit of it for a few minutes. Let me just unpack for you a few things. <clears throat> Let's go to, to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Now that you, you have that as a foundation, you understand he's moving you out of soul into spirit. He's removing static. He wants you to fine-tune the dial so that you hear without distraction. <clears throat> you understand he's encouraging you now to, to step out on your own, to begin to trust what's going on inside of you. Now that you understand that, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. It says that he's made known to us the mystery of his will. He's making known that mystery to you. Cutting the bonds, clearing the eyes, unplugging the ears. The mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in himself. So the Father's working this gigantic will in the earth. He's got it all, he's got it, he's got the will working. Now he's got you plugged into your place as he's cut the static out of your life. You're beginning to say, you know what I hear for myself, I see for myself, I perceive for myself. There may even be some of you that he's jerked out of church, out of a religious system because you were so dependent on it for your source of spiritual life that he couldn't break through to you. So he's pulled you out of it. Others of you, he's taken all of your friends away from you because you trusted them. Others of you, you feel like you're in a cave. You're out in the desert. You feel like you've been stripped of everything. That's okay. He has a will that he's working, and now you're an intricate part of that will. He's doing a work of the cross in your life, so that now he's got your attention and focus. Verse 10 so he's got this will that he's purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. In him we've obtained an inheritance. We've been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. He works all things according to the purpose of his will. So what is Paul talking about in those verses? He's talking about empowering sons and daughters <clears throat> with dominion, with the power and authority to actually work out, walk out this will that God has programmed according to the purpose of his good pleasure. And a lot of it has been veiled to us, man. Even as sons and daughters, we didn't see it. We're seeing it now more. He had to do it until we were mature enough to be able to see it and handle it. 
So what he said over in Galatians has kind of described where we have lived our lives, some of us, way too many years. In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1, back up a little bit to the left. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. He says, I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, doesn't differ anything from a slave, even though he's master of everything. That's where many of us have lived 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We've been an heir. We've heard it. But we didn't know anything. We had not matured. And he said, an heir, as long as he's a child, immature. I'm talking to some of you that have been Christians for 30, 40 years, but you have one year maturity. You have done one year 40 times. And you don't have anything more than a child. He said, you don't have anything more than a servant, even though everything belongs to you. You don't get it. You're not walking in this. He said, but you were under governors and, and tutors, the King James says. You were under governors and tutors until the time that was appointed by the Father. A lot of, a lot of what we have has been held in escrow. If, if a, if a, oftentimes, if a, if a rich person dies and their children are 10 years old, they're not going to put a billion dollars into a 10-year-old's checking account. They set it in an escrow and they say, when the child reaches 40, the money will be released. So there's been this appointed time of the father. The father is going to turn it all loose into you until he appoints the time. Now the time, the time for a lot of us has, should have passed long ago. But he's held it in escrow until our maturing, until our release. We haven't realized it. Back up a little bit more to the left in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He, he describes this, this going on. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. He says, I has not seen nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. That's where a lot of us have lived. We, we didn't see it. We didn't catch it. We didn't understand any, all that God has prepared for us that love him. Oh, we got a little bit of it. We understood we're going to heaven when we die. That was, we got that one down. And we understood that life is a battle. We had to fight the devil. Okay, we, we saw that. That's not what he prepared for us. The time of maturity has arrived, body of Christ. The time of maturity is here. So he says, we didn't, I didn't see it. Ear didn't catch it. We didn't know it. But now in verse 10 he says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Not through effects and happenings. That spirit to spirit kingdom connection. He's revealing it in the kingdom. So can you see that he had to move you out of soul into spirit to see? That as long as you're walking over here in this world of effects, what you've experienced, what you see, what you hear, what, what has impacted you from visibility, you hear nothing in here. You ain't getting it. In verse 10, he says, He's revealed them to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. Verse 11, For what man knows the things of a spirit except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of, of the Spirit of God or the things of God except the Spirit of God. What in the world is he talking about? 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world. He's cut that off from us. That soul. He's cut it off. Why? That we might know what is from God that we have freely been given. This whole thing is working according to a design and plan of God. And what you've come through, what you've experienced, man, some of us have experienced it much harder than we ever should have. But he's done it to show us now what has freely been given to us. It's been progressive. It's been progressive. The governors and the tutors, you know, they taught us things. I thank God for governors and tutors. It was a governor and tutor that taught me that I'm a partaker of the divine nature. It was a governor and a tutor that taught me that I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. It was a tutor that taught me that I was chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. It was a tutor that taught me that of his fullness I have received. There's been a methodical, systematic imparting of truth. The governors keep us at the right speed. Sometimes the governors had to slow us down because we weren't receptive. Sometimes the governors speed us up. The tutors fed us in a way that we get it. We call those tutors and governors the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Right? They have a function. The fivefold ministry has a function. Their function is working with us over there in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Taking all of the heirs that are children who know nothing, act and live like servants, slaves, and to work in their life. Teach them, govern them, tutor them with a specific end in mind. And I want to read this to you. In Ephesians chapter 4, it tells us what it is. Ephesians chapter 4, because it, 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 there, there comes an end to it. And multitudes of you right now on this first wave of this Reformation, you're at that place when you need to cut off from them. All right? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Jesus did. They're gifts of Jesus. <clears throat> All right, here's what they're to do. Number one, equip the saints. Number two, the saints might do the work of the ministry. Number three, that they might edify, build up the body of Christ. Number four, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Number five, brings us to the knowledge of the Son of God. Number six, to a perfect man. Number seven, that mature. Number seven, to the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. That's their job right there. The fivefold ministry, the governors and the tutors, are essentially supposed to work themselves out of a job. Now, hear me clearly. A true fivefold apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher does not tie you to himself, he does not make you dependent on what he does. Doesn't make you dependent on his network or his covering or his authority. 
He progressively will release you to be on your own, to hear and see for yourself. A five-fold minister connects you to Jesus, not the five-fold. All right? A five-fold minister has one goal, one objective. Bring you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and say, go. See, five-fold ministers are actually for the body of Christ at large. They're not for local house. I know there are churches that have an in-house prophet. You know what that does? That keeps babies. Because baby's going to run to the prophet to get a word. That, that prophet needs to pull the bottle out of your mouth and tell you to go get alone and find out for yourself. See, that sometimes they're going to shoot you straight like that. They bring you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The fivefold actually labor to the body of Christ at large because there are always people coming in that need the governors and the tutors. But you don't need a doggone governor and tutor when you've been walking in the kingdom for 35 years. I'm tired of dealing with some of you that ought to know better. They point you to Jesus. So there's a big shift coming. There's a big shift going on right now. Because a lot of these guys that have been in charge are now being discharged. Say, I, I don't need to hear you anymore. There's going to be wave after wave after wave that need them, that need them, that need to be nurtured. But the day is here for you to take and fulfill by what you see and what you hear, what you develop confidence. Take the step, take the step. Begin to trust what you hear inside. Take your part of the body of Christ. John said it again in another way in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. This is for you today. This is my word to you, long-standing, long-term believer. You have an anointing which you have received from the Holy One. And it abides in you. You don't need that anybody teach you. Because the anointing that abides in you, that divine enablement, that empowerment, will teach you concerning all things. And that anointing that abides in you is not a lie, it is the truth. And it has taught you, and as it teaches you, you will continually deeper abide in Him. Not abide in the fivefold ministry. Are, are we together? Now, this anointing that he's talking about here, that you have, when you recognize it, you know what it does? It gives you confidence to stand up in the Spirit yourself. It creates an independence. It weans you off of other people. Now, does that, does that mean you don't learn from other people? Absolutely not. I learned from a lot of people yet. There are times I go to YouTube and I will put a subject or a topic in. You know, I did it this week with Melchizedek. I wanted to learn more about Melchizedek. So I was Googling and listening. And doesn't mean I don't learn from people. But what it does mean is this. 
It means at the end of the day, I am responsible for the direction my life goes. I can't blame the prophet for the word that he gives me if it doesn't work out. I've got, I've got two grown daughters. They're both in their middle 40s. Do you know what? Does that mean they, they never ask my advice? No, they do. They come to the house once in a while. And they'll say, Dad, here's what we're thinking. Here's what we're, we're, we're seeing. We're, you know, thinking about buying this house or this job, whatever it is. What, what do you think about it? I'll impart my advice, my opinion, my wisdom to them. But that doesn't mean they're going to follow it. They are grown women. They have families themselves. They need to be responsible for their own life. So yeah, there are people I go to. There are people I listen to. There are, are things I learn. But you know what? At the end of the day, I have to discern it for myself. Everything that I'm talking to you about this morning, everything we're covering out of the digital cathedral today, where we're moving out into deeper waters, all right, revolves around your ability to see and hear for yourself, not depend on somebody else. You, you can't be led if you have no clue where you're going. Jesus said the spirit of truth would show us things to come. And when he shows you what is to come in your life, I know some things coming in my life. He's shown me. Prophet didn't tell me. I wasn't counseled about it. I know what's happening. I know what's, where I'm going. And this week, I got a peace and a calmness about settle down. Settle down. I'm going to get you there. Sit back and watch me work. Now, when I say go, go. When I say stop, stop. When I say do, do. All right? That's, that's the confidence that you have to develop. <clears throat> so like the first son, Jesus, the prototype, we're learning to function in two worlds. We're learning to function in a natural world as a king in the kingdom. And we're learning to function in the spirit as a priest. See, a king administers the kingdom. The priest stands before the people on behalf of the people. Both are vital functions. Because God's working a plan. You know what his plan is? Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 11 says, there's coming a day when you can't go to your neighbor and say, know the Lord, because they'll all know me. From the least to the greatest. Then we read in Isaiah that there's coming a day when the knowledge of the Lord will cover the entire earth like waters cover the sea. God's working that plan out. And he's doing it, starting it through this first wave view of sons and daughters that are coming into this reformation. That, those are coming attractions. Those two verses, Hebrews 8, 11, Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 9, they are just coming attractions. God is establishing a people, and you're part of it. You are the people he's establishing. And I'm going to say that loud so those of you on the back row can hear it. God is establishing a people that can see, hear, function, and communicate in spirit. That can move outside of space and time. That are willing to elevate consciousness, right? Your, your spirit sensitivity, it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and you're literally going to live with 
one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom. Moving into a higher consciousness, into, don't get nervous now, your, your vibrational level is going to increase. Do you, do you know what raises your vibrational level? Let me, let me t name you a couple of things. When you walk in love, that raises your vibration. Joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering, mercy. The fruits of the Spirit raise your vibration. They raise your consciousness. They raise, I want to stay with vibration for just a minute. They raise your vibration. Everything in the earth is, is energy and it's vibrating. All right, so when you begin to vibrate, you begin to, 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 to see differently. All right, now you know what lowers your vibration? It's the fruit of the flesh, the envy, the lust. You know, go over, to, go over to Galatians chapter 5, what is it, verse 22, 23, right in there. It'll contrast the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the flesh that he mentions there lowers your vibration. This is where you get depressed. It's where you get drug into the pits. I've never known anybody that has been depressed that has been high on love, joy, peace, gentleness, long You know why? Because that raises your vibration. So when you find yourself being drug into the pit, you need to raise your vibrations. Beach Boys knew what they were singing about back in the 60s with good vibrations. They knew what they, knew what they were singing about. So as more and more people move into spirit, which is raising our, our conscience, our vibration. You know what? I, I th we're coming into a place, and you've actually done this with some friends or maybe husband and wife. We're moving into a place where you can communicate without ever saying a word. You ever had a friend where he starts a sentence and you can finish it? There are times, I've been married a long time. There are times I know, I know what my wife's thinking before she even says it. Why is that? Because we're hooked in the same vibration, right? You'll know by spirit. So you're not going to have to call the prayer chain. Revelation will flow from person to person to person like we're all hooked to a conduit together. He's breaking some bonds to develop other bonds, other ties that are righteous and good. So it's, it's time that you stop hoping that God will hear you. He's already heard. And not only has he heard, he's already provided. He's provided through the kingdom that is within you. How does that work? He will speak spirit to your spirit. And when he speaks to your spirit, he will either show you something or direct your step. What he shows you, look at it and follow it. If he tells you to take a step, step. And the step and the following will produce in the scene what he has spoken by spirit that will not return void. It will produce what it's sent to produce if we keep it in that dimension. All right? God... I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you're, you're willing to handle it. I've said it a time or two, but I've got to say it again. God is just about done moving sovereignly in the earth. 
Everything that he's going to do, and, and it's point forward for many of us. Everything he's going to do, he's going to do through sons and daughters who are keyed into spirit. So he's weaning you, cutting those ties as dependency to people. Jesus said a powerful thing in John chapter 14 and verse 13. John chapter 14, verse 13. Jesus said this. Watch. Get this down deep in your spirit. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in heaven. All right, now let's look at this. Jesus said, I will do it. Now you and Jesus are in total union. As he is, so are you in this world. In that day you'll know that I'm in the Father and that you're in me and I'm in you. Union, oneness. Notice in that verse he didn't say the Father would do lickety-do. He said, you ask and I will do it. In other words, you ask and together we will hear what the Father says and we will obey it. And that will bring, he said, and the Father will be glorified. The Father is done telling you. The Father, I mean, the Father is done acting on your behalf. The Father is done moving sovereignly. He will speak word to your spirit. You and Jesus working in harmony as one will do it. Everything he does, he's going to do through sons and daughters. You know what? What he says and what you hear will be like two guitars. He will strum the string and you'll vibrate inside. You know, that's how, guitar, you can do that with two guitars. Strum one string, another guitar that is tuned will vibrate. That's how it will be with him. You'll know who to pray for, who to send provision to, who needs help around the world. It'll come by a spirit-by-spirit spirit connection. It's not by chance that God has hooked all of us up in the digital cathedral from Australia, from England, from Colorado, from California, from South America. We're going to know by the Spirit. I'm going to know when that brother in China or that home group that watches us every week in India. I'm going to know when they have need of something. I'm going to know what they need prayer. I'm going to know what to send them. They won't have to send a, an appeal letter. We will know by the Spirit. Now, there's, there's a couple of ways of entry points into this. One point might be by dreams. Some of you will have spirit encounters by dreams. I, I, I believe that. I don't, I don't get encounters. I've never had an encounter by a dream. My dreams are crazy, wild. I don't, you know, I've dreamed nutty stuff. Some of us get it by contemplation, by meditation, and as we yield, it rises up inside. That's more how it works for me. I get my teachings, I, I hear the voice of the Lord, it rises up from inside. So as you continue to come alive, you're going to see more, you're going to hear more, the, the realm of the Spirit will open up much wider, till one day you'll be like Paul when he said, man, I was... I don't know if I saw this guy in the spirit or I saw him naturally. I, I, I don't know, but here's what happened. Right? Or, or you'll be like Ananias who's praying one day and, and the Lord says, go help, go. There, there's a guy, Paul. He's blind. You've got to go minister to him. 
How did Ananias know to do that? It came by spirit. Or you'll be like Peter praying on the rooftop one day. And all of a sudden you'll see a vision. It'll come down and the voice will tell you to do something that is so contrary to your religious upbringing that you'll say, no way. Get behind me, devil. But then you're going to know that you know inside. You're going to know that voice. You're going to be tuned to it. And you're going to hear what, like what he said Peter. He said, Peter, whatever I've said was clean. Don't you call it unclean. God's going to look at you and you're going to say, I, 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 I don't think that, that gay guy, I don't, I don't think that drug addict, I don't think that adulterer, I don't think they'll be in the, they're not in the kingdom. You know what God's going to say to you? How dare you call something unclean that I called clean? Those different levels, they're only separated by vibrations, right? Your ascension into a transcendent, Life of living by spirit. Now we used to call it going to a higher dimension or next level. You ever heard that next level preaching? We didn't have any clue what, what it meant. We just knew there was more. So we were always saying, we need to go to the next level. There were, we didn't know what, what, what we were really talking about. It's all about vibrate. When vibrations match, when, when, when my spirit matches with your spirit, and Jesus is the common denominator spirit. When our spirits are vibrating together, we're walking in that dimension. You know what? I'm going to know what you need. You're going to know what I need. And we're going to meet one another's needs. Everything in the world vibrates. It's all energy, everything. That's how Jesus performed miracles. He understood the spirit. He understood the energy. And he was able to take that energy and turn it into substance. He was able to come from the invisible to the visible. In that realm, that dimension is coming for us as well. But we got to get tuned to the Father. We've got to come out of soul. We've got to come out of emotions. We have to walk into spirit. We need to wait on the Father's voice, and I'm done. I'm done. The Father and the voice of the shepherd has promised that we would hear and it's essential to walk fully in spirit. So I guess today what I want to say is this. Simplify your life. What the Spirit of the Lord shows you is creating static. Maybe it's somebody that calls you on the phone that just drains you. They never do what you... They don't follow your counsel. You hate to see their up on your cell phone. You're going, oh... And you don't want to answer it sometimes. But when you answer it, you know it's going to be an hour. And all you're going to hear is what's wrong. Nothing's better. It's getting worse. And you hang up and you are drained. Do you know what? You can't hear the Spirit in that condition. After two or three times, you ought to know and tell the person, look, I can't help you. I can't, you're not listening. I can't help you. Please. And sometimes you have to block, cut the bond. Remember, a bond is a connector between two things. Sometimes that telephone, that Facebook page, Fox News, you need to cut the bond because it's connecting you to what's creating the static.
Simplify your life. It's imperative if you have decided to walk in the things of God to encounter what he's prepared for you. It's imperative that you move from soul to spirit. Amen? Can you receive all of that this morning? All right, Wednesday, I want to talk about it more. So how about you catch up with me Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Central, on my Facebook page, and let's talk a little bit more about that transitioning that's going on. I trust his message has blessed you. trust his teaching has moved you further down the road. My heart's desire is that it has connected you to Jesus and not me. My vision is to bring you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm growing, I'm getting there as fast as I can go so that I can prepare the way for you to get there so that you in turn may outgrow me that I may listen to you and you teach me to take me where I need to go. I love you guys. I love what we do. I think this is right on time with what God is doing in the earth. These are divine connections and I don't take them lightly. I thank you for your support. I thank you for monthly contributors. There's not many of you, but I thank you for those of you. Whatever you do, it just connects us. It says, I'm part of, I'm in, I'm a member of. And I appreciate what you're doing. Stay at it. So let's, let's stay connected and let's continue to grow together. Can we do that? See you Wednesday night, next Sunday morning, same time, same place at the Digital Cathedral. God bless.